0: for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. Today, let's talk about that time when you think you should be farther along by now. And then we're going to talk about how to get to the place where you realize you are almost there already. So let's just relax about this for a few minutes and be open to the possibility that we're actually much farther along than we think we are. And we're totally going to get what we want. Because in reality, the age you are in, the stage you're in, The experiences you've had are the perfect setup for your success. So what do you think you should have figured out by now? Is it your career or thinking you should know a way to contribute something to the world by now? Is it your financial situation that you should be set? You should be making a certain amount of money or have no debt and all your retirement should be in place. Do you think you should be the amazing wife, mother, or friend you thought you would be by now? Do you think you should have unwavering faith or completely understand the gospel or be a scripture scholar? Do you think you should be traveling the world or your home should be beautiful and organized or basically you should have life figured out and you should feel so confident and peaceful? There's so many ways for us to feel like we're behind. And so much suffering comes from us thinking we should be different than we are. That thought that I should be farther along has so much self-judgment in it. So a little note, I had to look up whether further or farther was better. I learned farther is for physical distance and further is for figurative distance. But there are many subjective exceptions and basically you get to choose. I like farther because I do have this sense of actually being behind in a tangible physical way. I'm behind. This thought is one that comes to me often. I'm close enough to 60 now that it messes with my mind sometimes with all the things I thought when I was much younger that I would have or be or experience by now. Let's go on an imaginary journey for a moment. Here's a story about a woman like you. Once there was a woman who was surprised to find herself at the start of a race. She wasn't a runner, but there she was at the start line with hundreds of other people. Looking down, she saw she was wearing all the gear blue shorts and a white t-shirt and running shoes. She was confused and she looked around, but before she could ask any questions, she heard the starting shot and everyone took off, so she hurried to join in. The runners quickly spread out some way out in front of her until they disappeared around a corner and she couldn't see them anymore. All she could see ahead were the backs of everyone outpacing her. She started to feel a little panic. What if she couldn't keep up? How embarrassing it would be to get to the finish line way behind the other runners. What if she couldn't make it to the finish line at all? She tried to pick up her speed, but she couldn't breathe very well. The anxiety was so tight in her chest. A runner in a red hat came over beside her and matched her stride. The runner seemed happy and relaxed. The bewildered woman asked, I'm new here. Where is the finish line? How long do we have to keep running? The runner said, oh, there's no finish line. We're doing this for the incredible experience of it. What? The woman was confused but didn't have the breath to keep asking questions. She settled down to match the pace of her new friend, and they ran comfortably together for a while, enjoying a spectacular view of horses galloping in a field of wildflowers. She started to calm down. It began to dawn on her that if there was no finish line, she couldn't come in last. There wouldn't be any walk of shame. She began to relax into the run. They reached the top of the hill, and looking ahead, the woman realized that their race route branched off into many side roads and detours and trails, leading off in all directions. Some of the runners ahead were taking different paths. When they reached a boardwalk trail headed toward a beach, her running partner said, Hey, it was so nice running with you. I'm going to go check out this trail. Enjoy your run, and I'll see you at the end. And she waved as she headed off to the ocean. The woman realized not only was there no finish line, they weren't even all on the same track. She wasn't afraid of being behind anymore. She looked ahead to see what path she wanted to try out. She smiled and felt a burst of energy as she turned off to explore a tree-lined road leading to a village in the valley. So what if life is more like that? We think it's a race with winners and losers, and we are constantly judging how we're doing compared to others. But what if there is no finish line? What if we're all running on different tracks? You know, we all have two core fears. And those are first that I'm not good enough. And the second one is my life isn't good enough. And the fear that we're behind ties into both of these fears and adds this layer of time shame that it's too late and I'm never going to make it. When we think I'm behind, we have limiting thoughts like I'll never catch up. I wasted time. It takes me so long. I'm so slow. I'll never have what I want. Other people are doing it better than me. The old compare and despair. How do you feel when you think thoughts like these? I feel disappointed. I had expectations of how things would be and I thought it would be different. I feel discouragement, which means I'm looking at evidence from the past, judgment of my present, and fear of the future. I feel powerless, like I'm not capable, or my circumstances determine my life. Or sometimes I feel guilt or shame, like I should have done that differently because other people did it better. So how can we get past these limiting thoughts? I want to share three more intentional thoughts that can serve us better. The first one is we can replace I'll never catch up with I'm so close. The second one is replace I wasted time with a new thought. Everything that didn't work out is leading me to what will. The third is we can stop thinking, I'll never have what I want. And instead, I'm coming from behind for the big win. So let's take a deeper look at the thought, I'm so close. My midlife friends, we've already done a lot of valuable living. And I emphasize valuable We aren't starting from scratch. It isn't like we're back at 18 and trying to figure out all the basics in life. We've already figured out so many things. And all of the things that you've done count. They all have value. And I love the idea of the tipping point. A tipping point is when a series of small things adds up and leads to a big breakthrough. So here's an example of a tipping point for me. My journey of understanding myself and my inner world has been so many small steps along the way. I remember being a young mom and once in a great while, I'd get pushed to a point where I needed to check in with myself and check out of life. I would take time to pack up my backpack with a journal, scriptures and snacks and go for a hike by myself. I'd find a quiet spot and I would just pour out every thought out on paper and every thought out in prayer. And I would come to some new awareness of myself and what I needed to do next. And over the years, I would do that as well as simple things like reading books, taking classes, going to conferences. I was involved in a 12-step group for years. All of these small steps over years came together and added up to something bigger. And I had this opportunity come my way to work with a teacher who helped me make this huge shift in thinking that inspired me to keep learning, become a life coach myself. And it was all those small steps along the way that added up to this tipping point of discovering what I really wanted to do. So keep that thought in mind. You're so close. You're almost there. Now let's look at the thought, everything that didn't work is leading me to what will. Let's go back to our race story. What if you tried out a pair of running shoes and they gave you blisters? You would go buy some new shoes until you found the ones that worked best for you. That's the process of learning. It's never wasted time. You've learned something even when something didn't work out, you learned what not to do and what to try next. So here's a small example of that from my own life. My husband and I have four children who are all grown up now. When they were younger, um, my oldest daughter was hitting around fifth grade and I had a daughter in first grade and things weren't going so well for them so we decided to homeschool them for a while. And basically, we homeschooled for four years, and then they went back to public school. My youngest son, Carver, was so little at the time that he didn't really have the opportunity to homeschool with the other kids. And he went to school for kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, and he was really struggling in school. As we approached fourth grade, he asked me if he could homeschool. I decided it was worth a try. Maybe it would work out better for him. So for the first six weeks of fourth grade, he stayed home and I tried everything (laughs) to get him engaged, to meet his needs. And all I got from him were tantrums and rebellion. He had a meltdown like I've never seen before that lasted six full weeks. And we finally came to the conclusion that he would actually be happier in school. So I really had to swallow my pride walk back to the uh, local elementary school, talk to the principal, and say, hey, we think it's best for him to come back with you guys. When I look back on that, that could seem like a failure, but I actually am so grateful we tried it. Carver went on to not really ever love school. He mostly graduated because he made good friends with his teachers and brought them donuts right before graduation. I think that he would agree with that. But I never have had to regret not trying homeschooling. I don't have to wonder if maybe that would have worked out better because I did try it. Now I can be at peace knowing that his journey was his journey and he had the opportunity to try something different and found it didn't really work for him. So when you look back at your life, what did you learn that didn't work? Great. You don't have to spend any time regretting that you didn't try it. You can be glad you found out that that was a dead end. The advantage we have at our stage is that we've gone through so much of that already. We have figured out lots of things that don't work and we're in the perfect position to start narrowing down what does work and focus on that. We can use our experience to learn to recognize quicker when something isn't working and move on. I love the thought that life is a laboratory for living. It's all about testing things out and learning along the way. So let's think about this final thought. I'm coming behind for the big win. We love stories of people who come from behind. What if that's you? What if you're the comeback kid? You know, we create stories about our past and our future. And sometimes we create some pretty discouraging stories. But we could use our imagination to create amazing stories instead of scary ones. Can you imagine a new story for your future? One that includes a thrilling comeback, you coming from behind, and succeeding in a big way. Here's some amazing true stories that showed up on Twitter when a woman, Melissa Hunter, asked a question on Twitter and her question was, at the end of 2020, instead of 30 under 30 lists and next-gen lists, please profile middle-aged people who just got their big breaks. I want to read about a mother of two who published her first novel, a director who released their first studio feature at 47. That's the list we want. And she put, That's the list we want in caps. Sometimes a great question is so powerful. And here's some of the responses that she got. One woman said, I was a stay-at-home mom for years. In my late 40s, I discovered a passion for interior design and won a national TV design show challenge. I now have incredible clients and projects, contribute to national radio, and write a popular magazine column. I'm 60 this year and on fire. Another woman said, I'm a mother of four. I released my first full-length book at 45 and started law school this year at 47 with four teenagers in the house. Some of us are late bloomers, but wow, when we figure it out. And she ends that with a flame emoji. And then I love this woman who reminds us that we're all on different paths and we get to decide what's important to us. She said, I didn't publish anything. I'm just a regular human. But I went to Zimbabwe and volunteered at a wildlife refuge at 47 and saw Victoria Falls. Life doesn't just peter out after 30. My friend Elsa is 96 and went on an archaeological dig at 75. I want to be like her. So let's hang on to those three powerful thoughts. I'm so close. Everything that didn't work is leading me to what will. And I'm coming from behind for the big win. Let me finish up by reassuring you that you can't ever be behind because time is so abundant and endless. Time is a mortal limitation. I believe we exist eternally, that we existed before we came here and we will exist forever after. And we're not going to be limited by time at all once we move on from this earth. So we only get to experience time for a short while in the grand scheme of things. What can we learn and how can we transcend the limitations of time now? For sure, we can stop thinking we should be farther along by now and realize we are so close already. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. As a life coach, I teach women to see the possibilities open to them, to re-envision their identity and purpose. Somewhere in the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life. You can get in touch with me and schedule a free discovery call by emailing me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media. I'm at midlifeconfidencecoach. I can answer all your questions about how coaching could help you. All that's in the show notes too. Take care until next time.